It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Elliot Shore Parks will be with us every single Monday, and when he is, Elliot brought to us by Colonial Hyundai, the fast, easy, better way to buy a Hyundai. Shop 24-7 at ColonialHyundai.com. Elliot, good morning, buddy. Man, nothing like a victory Monday in Philadelphia, (laughs) all right? Dude, Schmitty said it all those years ago, about 40 years ago, the thrill of victory and the agony of reading about it the next day in the paper. In this case, it's, you know, the WIP thing. But I don't think it's unwarranted, Elliot. I mean, the Eagles were really sloppy against an inferior team, and they barely won. And by the way, it happened on a day when Dallas and San Francisco looked remarkable. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think we spent all offseason talking about how it's going to be so hard to go back to the Super Bowl from a team perspective, how it's hard on the players. Well, not not everybody. I would say people alluded. I'd say this, Elliot. People alluded to it and ran through the stop sign. Like, it was like, I understand theoretically how it could be hard, but my team's so good, we'll just get Mm -hmm. there anyway. Elliot, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I agree with you. But I think yesterday showed why it's going to be so hard for the fans as well. Like, they went up 16-0. They went into an unfamiliar opponent, week one, home opener, like first game of the season, and they won. Like, they won the game, right? Like, I I get what you're saying about Dallas, but Dallas played a bad Giants team. They were like, Dallas-San Francisco played better, for sure. But ultimately, all of them moved to 1-0. And I think the toughest part about coming off the Super Bowl is, we saw it with the Phillies when the Phillies started 0-5. When the season starts back up, everybody is so ready to pick up right where they left off and to see them operating at the exact same level they did at the end of the season. And that's just not realistic. Like, it's very hard to pick up right where you left off. So were there concerning things yesterday? Absolutely. And I think maybe some of them are going to be long term issues but I think the biggest kind of takeaway for me in terms of the reaction to the game is just people probably underestimated how hard it was going to be to be that exact same team as last year so Elliot let's let's get to the positives here let's start there what stood out to you the most one or two things as the biggest positives from yesterday other than the fact they got a W so I think the biggest positives both in the game and long term yesterday were Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis Like, the middle of the defense with the linebackers and the safeties were a problem, but the middle of the defense with those two players, I thought they they both played excellent. Obviously, Jalen Carter comes right in, and he makes an immediate impact. I thought watching it live, he was great. 
rewatching it last night, his ability to already like attack the offensive lineman with the plan and to win so quickly off the line of scrimmage really does remind you of like a young Fletcher Cox on just like how quickly he can get into the backfield. So I thought he was extremely impressive. He had six pressures. According to the NFL, that's the most pressure a defensive lineman has had in their debut in I think like yeah. 10 years. Yeah. So uh, obviously outstanding game from him. Jordan Davis, though, I thought was also extremely encouraging. Sure was. Uh, he, was he was good against the run, but I thought the most impressive thing from him was end of the game, need it play, big down. He gets a sack with three minutes to go in the game. That answers so many questions about him. One, it answers the stamina question. Yep. The fact that he was on the field making plays that late, but two, against the quarterback. Like, he has to be an impact player against the quarterback. So I thought yesterday, Carter and Davis – like, that's the Eagles' defensive tackle duo of the future, and I thought they played really well. Elliot, why did it seem like Jordan Davis was in better shape than the entire rest of our team? How could they let it get that bad? Well, I will say he probably spent all offseason <laughs> emphasizing his <laughs> Right, <laughs> his, but, his, true. but shouldn't okay, everyone right. be emphasizing their conditioning well, prior I, to an NFL season? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you, though, that he looked in better shape than everyone else. Like, I thought he played well, and I think it was noteworthy that he was on the field still playing late in the game. But I, I just mm-hmm. – I didn't think – I mean, you know, if you disagree, but I didn't think anybody looked tired at the end of that game. Like, Oh, Fletcher they all did. In. Our, our well, team was exhausted. Two, Fletcher came in and made two huge plays late in that game. He did. Jalen Carter had a sack late in the game. Jordan Davis had a sack late in the game. I mean, I, I don't know. I, yes, I, but like, that's, I that's also the when – that, that's also when they're dragging. I, that, that's when defenses get those sacks ordinarily, like late in games when the offensive line is is gassed, completely exhausted. I right. just so everyone on the field was tired, I guess. Yes, yes. But we were. T- the Eagles looked tired to me. Like I, watching it, I didn't think it, the stamina or the shape they were in was an issue late in the game. I thought the middle of the field and the talent in the middle of the field was an issue, but I didn't see stamina as an issue out there. What about Hassan Reddick? We haven't even mentioned him all day today. Uh, how well did he play? I thought he was okay. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of his week one performance last year where, you know, he didn't have really any noteworthy kind of stats. I think he maybe got a half sack yesterday that he jumped on at the end. But remember last week, last year against Detroit, he didn't have a good first game. We all kind of freaked out and then obviously went on to have that year. I thought rewatching it, he was in the backfield and was close to getting to Mac Jones a few times. But overall, I thought the pass rush outside of, honestly, like Carter and uh, Carter and Davis was, wasn't that great. I thought Mac Jones had a ton of time to operate with uh, on most snaps. I think the Patriots mm-hmm. did do a good job getting the ball out quickly early on. Like they kind of schemed out the, the pass rush. But I didn't think Hassan Reddick had, uh, like, a big impact on the game. Elliot, I asked you earlier the biggest positive. Let's flip it. Biggest negative, as you saw it. What was it? I'm concerned about this offensive line. And maybe in a few weeks I'll look foolish for doubting Jeff Stoutland. That certainly is not, you know, someone to bet against. But I thought live the offensive line was bad. I thought rewatching it, it stood out to me how poorly Lane played. Like, there were – more plays than normal mm. when I thought Lane really got pushed back into the pocket. He did. I he allowed my, five pressures in the game. Yeah. And yeah. Jalen's arm to be hit. Yeah. On that yeah, one play. He allowed that. My, my Lotta, I thought, uh, didn't have a good game. Um, I really thought really the only offensive lineman that might have had a good game was Dickerson. Now, you are going against a very good New England pass rush and a very good defensive head coach in Bill Belichick. So maybe that's part of it. The offensive line struggled in week one last year. So, you know, maybe they'll rebound. But I really think coming into the year, we like underestimated the chance that this offensive line 
might be a problem. My lotto was not good last year. Jergens is a first-year starter. Kelsey is a year older. And so I know the poll you guys have up, and those are all issues to be concerned about. But the thing that will, like, really tank this season is if the offensive line is not good. Like, that is arguably the most important unit on the field besides the quarterback, and I did not think it was an encouraging week one performance. Elliot, do you, oh, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, go ahead. How, why was Dallas Goddard so underutilized as a receiver? He was open. I mean, rewatching it, there were times, uh, you know, probably four or five plays that stuck out to me where I thought Jalen could have gone to him. I do think yeah. and this is probably going to happen more where Jalen is feeling more comfortable with what, what he's seeing before the snap. I thought there were some plays where Jalen decided where he was going based off what he was seeing. And, you know, sometimes to success and sometimes not. Like that fourth down play, to me, it looked like he decided he was going to Devontae. And mm -hmm. I don't completely blame him. He had man coverage. They were bringing a blitz. Like, you trust Devontae to probably get separation there. But Goddard was also wide open on that play. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think that with all these weapons, like, there are going to be times where, where certain players are not, not included. But I thought there was way too much Kenny Gainwell. And I thought there should have been more of an emphasis on just, you know, in the second quarter, like, just get Goddard an easy catch. Like, get him involved. Get him going. And I thought that was a poor job by the coaches. To, you know, he was a complete non-factor. Why did DeAndre Swift only get 19 snaps? I just wonder how much they, they trust him at this point, like where he's at in terms of just his ability. Like in, in training camp, he barely, uh, you know, he barely ran the ball with the first-team offense. He was involved in the passing game, but he really didn't get many carries with the first-team offense. And if you look at those two uh, acquisitions they made this offseason, Penny's inactive, Swift barely plays, like – all offseason, the talk was, well, you don't need a running back. You know, you don't have to take Dijon. This is how you do it. You put a backfield together by committee. Like, the running backs were, were, were a negative yesterday. I did not think Kenny Gainwell had a great game. So, Swift, in my opinion, is the most talented running back they have on the roster. Clearly, the coaching staff seems to disagree because even if, you know, he'll get more touches next week, he was barely involved yesterday. So, I don't know if they just, you know, don't, don't feel as comfortable with him out there yet as they do with Gainwell if it's a playbook thing. But yeah, I, I was shocked how little he was included. How how surprised were you that they that Justin Evans was out there so much and Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown were not? I wasn't very surprised by that. I thought in camp that it, it became clear as camp went on that Justin Evans was going to be the starter. And hmm. I do think that they'll continue to probably roll with him until they think Sidney Brown is ready. I think something the front office is going to have to consider, uh, especially, and we'll see what, what the latest with N'Kobe is, is if they're going to have to make a, some type of significant personnel change at linebacker or safety. But I think the difference yeah. between the two positions is, is I think they probably think Justin Evans can hold down the fort until Sidney Brown is ready. And I don't think they want to bring someone in that's going to block Sidney Brown from getting significant snaps this year. Whereas at linebacker there, I think you could see them make a move for someone that they acquire. And then, you know, the remainder of the season ends up playing like, 95 percent of the snaps how how well did reed blankenship play and and what was the issue that he had where he had to come out of the game and then came back in and three plays later gave up the touchdown there there was yeah. an injury concern yeah. there and then we didn't hear anything about it yeah so he he did come out um i'm not sure what the injury is to be complete to be completely honest but he i thought rewatching the game like he did not have have a great game obviously there was that touchdown i thought new england kind of took advantage at times mm -hmm. of his aggressiveness in terms of him biting on routes and then they they were able to obviously he doesn't have great catch up speed so i thought that was a problem on the touchdown you know there was pretty decent separation mm -hmm. on that so 
of all the linebackers and safeties, uh, you know, I think he's probably the best player they have right now, and he did not ha- have a great game. All right, Elliot, and Elliot Short Parks with us says he will be every Monday or Friday or Tuesday. or we, Eagles got a wacky yeah. schedule, so you'll be moving around here a bit this year, Whatever Elliot. Whatever you need. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, agree or disagree with this? We saw a concerted effort by the Philadelphia Eagles, and I mean probably more than just Sirianni, how we include it, to – utilized Jalen Hurts in a different way in order to try to protect his body. It seemed that he was much more making a concerted effort to get down instead of run over linebackers. Late, he obviously changed his tune because things were getting a little bit more desperate, but he was getting down early and quick, often in the beginning, and they ran different plays, I believe, to try to protect him. Agree or disagree? I disagree with that. I didn't notice uh, a concerted effort by them to do something different with Jalen. I really think the issue was that the past the pass rush was really – I mean, the pass blocking was bad. Like, mm-hmm. he barely ever had a, any pocket to work with. And you mentioned the hit he took late in the game. That's probably the worst hit I've ever seen Jalen take in a game. I mean, there was that time he got drilled in the preseason game against the Jets. But I thought that, you know, the fact he's standing up, like he takes it right in his midsection, I, I, was, I was shocked that he took that hit. So, no, I, I didn't notice a difference. In fact, I think they ran him, like, too much. Like, I, I, in training camp, I thought – he was running it more than usual. And I thought yesterday there were, there were three or four plays where I was surprised they ran him. Now, he had success doing it to a certain extent, like that third and 11 where he got the first down. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, I actually had the opposite effect. I didn't feel like it looked much different. I thought they looked like they planned on using Jalen pretty much the same way they did last year. All right, Elliot, even though I completely disagree with your la- last answer, <laughs> wonderful work, buddy. We'll, we'll talk a lot this year. <laughs> no, no Thanks, problem. Elliot. Good <laughs> yeah, stuff, man. You.